Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you're doing well in these unusual... Uh, times that we're we're experiencing right now. Certainly, uh, things uh, have been a little different for the last few weeks. Uh, a lot of businesses are thinking about existing rather than exiting. Um, however, a lot of you are still doing well, and one of those industries that still seems to be doing well is the construction industry, because of course it operates a lot on backlog. Um, and, and but there are some things that you need to know about and, and think about. And so I have with me this morning one of the premier experts uh, on construction law and business law and contracts. And she's been with us many times before. I'm really happy to have Mayar Gesemian of Gesemian Law Group back with me today. And uh, we're going to talk about, you know, with the COVID-19 crisis, um, how, can you, how can businesses use various provisions in their contracts to help with their current situations? It's going to be very interesting. Mayar, welcome to the show once again. Thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning, Bill. Thank you very much for having me. And thanks for the very kind introduction. Uh, well, so I know I that we, we, we travel in a lot of the same circles with a lot of professional advisors. And uh, let me tell you folks that are listening, Mayar is very, very highly regarded. You are going to want to write down, uh, take some notes as to what she has to say. So, Mayar, thank you. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and your, your um, practice and, and who you help. Yes. Um, my law firm is about 10 years old. I was in practice uh, another 11 years before I started my own law firm. Um, we uh, do business law and construction law. A large part of our practice is lawsuits and litigation, but we do a lot of preventative work, which is basically what we're doing a lot of uh, these days, preventative as well as advice. Uh, and again, it could be different businesses and different industries, but a niche for us is construction law because I have a um, scientific background and that's how I got started in um, construction law. I have a master's in physics and got started with, with it because it has some technical aspects to it that work well with my background. Yeah, that is. A, I heard that earlier today that you have a master's in physics, and kind of blows me away. I don't know anybody with a master's in physics that practices law. That's that's a pretty amazing background, Mayar. You must be able to think about think through things in a very abstract fashion. I didn't do well with physics. Uh, it's, it was too heady for me. So kudos to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about what some businesses can do with the current situation. 
um, out there. I mean, there's uh, they say that you know some businesses operate your your business is only as good as your contract. So, what are some things businesses can do to help with their current situation today? Uh, it's a very good point that you brought up. One of the first things I would advise the businesses to do is look at their contracts, whether it's a lease contract for your office space, whether it's a contract that you're performing under, or if it's a contract with a vendor or some big uh, national company. Look at the contract and see if there's a way of getting relief due to unforeseen circumstances, and those could be provisions such as uh, force majeure, delay, that type of uh, stuff. Uh, With this, you may find a provision, but then um, go talk to your advisors, to your attorneys, your CPAs, financial advisors, um, to see how these provisions should be interpreted, because that's Uh, really the crux of the matter. Uh, Another thing I would advise people to do is to talk to their uh, circle of experts uh, about new laws and regulations that come along every day. Now, I know that there's a lot of stuff happening every single day and a lot of information is put out. But when you see new information, you need to scrutinize and see where did it come from. Uh, There is a lot of fake information out there that just causes panic. But usually um, a good place to go to is your own industry association. Uh, Also your advisors uh, would know about these things. And if you have an article you see somewhere that seems very legitimate and very uh, on point for you, excuse me, I would send it um, to your circle of experts, send it to an attorney, to a CPA, financial advisor, um, insurance person, and ask them, what does this mean? Have you seen this? How, how does this affect me? And that's a, that's a great way to, to stay informed. And then the fourth thing that I would, I would recommend for all businesses is keep your business going as best you can. So if, If someone comes and says, well, I own a beauty salon and it's been shut down, Uh, it's a a panicky situation. Uh, But entrepreneurs are good at keeping their head above water and not panicking. So as opposed to sitting around worrying and panicking, we should all contact our clients, contact our colleagues, vendors, anybody that is our in our circle, in our professional circle, call them up, use Zoom or FaceTime, email, whatever works, but keep in touch and be creative. Uh, You can provide new services and different services to your clients at their time of need. So even if it's a physical location for a business that's been closed, Nothing says that you can't do a lot of communication and keeping on top of things from a remote uh, location at your home. I love those tips, Maillard. You know, I've, I've been telling people, hey, even if it's not a great time for earning, it's a great time for learning. And in some cases, it's a great time for people to catch up for some of those planning projects or review projects. I, I hear from 
estate planning attorneys that their clients are getting a lot of the things that they've delayed doing done at home. Um, you know, and one of the, the, the biggest industries in, in our area is certainly the construction industry. And I know you specialize in that, so I specifically wanted to ask you, what should construction companies be doing specifically to help them through the COVID-19 situation? Uh, that's a very good question. Construction has been deemed essential. Uh, so it's one of the businesses that can actually continue working, um, not only in California, but throughout the nation. Most states have have that, and it's been declared as an essential um, industry. Again, we go back to keeping, number one, keeping informed. Um, The barrage of different kinds of information that are coming along every day can be digested and properly applied to your particular company by going to industry associations. Now, I belong to AGC, which is short for Associated General Contractors, and they are a national industry group. Um, I sit on the board of directors for the Orange County AGC, and I'm part of their legal advisory committee, as well as SCCA, which is Southern California Contractors Association, and I also am part of their legal committee. Um, What happens with these uh, organizations is that you can just go on their website, sign up to get their um, emails, which come Uh, nowadays regularly every day and give you tips on something new that pertains specifically to the construction industry. So that's one good thing. The other thing is uh, both of these associations and other construction associations have seminars. I conducted a seminar for SCCA via Zoom last week about business interruption uh, insurance and the legal impacts of these types of insurance and how can people use their insurance um, policies in this uh, crisis. Then have the your contract clauses reviewed. And I, was, I cannot stress this enough. Um, construction company is out there and working. However, most likely their productivity has been um, very principally affected by this crisis. Meaning, for instance, you have a bunch of workers out there, but you have to have different shifts for them to work because, of course, there's a social distancing norm that's in place. And how are you going to comply with OSHA requirements? How are you going to comply with different things and not lose some productivity and some income. So, for instance, some projects three days to do, now it could take six days or more to do. And so that in itself is a loss that if you go back to a contract, there might be provisions in there, such as the force majeure provision, which says, okay, if something happens that's unforeseen, you know, no harm, no foul, we can we can work through this. Or look at the timeline of your contract. Is there a delay provision? And if there is, you should properly document 
your activities as a construction company, meaning what days are you on the job, what kind of productivity loss are you incurring on an everyday basis, keep the names of the people that are working, how has that loss been incurred? Did you have to make people come in two different shifts? Did you have to pay people overtime to keep with the timeline? The more you document, the better off you are. And having those contracts reviewed can possibly give you some out or some relief. And then, again, the documenting, I cannot stress that enough. Just keep track of everything. And when you talk as a construction company with the owner or if you're a subcontractor, you're talking to the general contractor, make sure whatever they say, oh, yeah, we're good. That's fine. Let's go ahead and do it. Well, first of all, who's saying, oh, yeah, we're good? That has to be an authorized representative of the company. And number two, make sure that's confirmed in an email, even text. But confirm it saying, hey, this is what you told me today. That is to take an extra 10 days on this particular part of the job because of the current crisis. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. And if you see something that does not comport with what you thought, let me know immediately. And that you can take to court. That you can use as evidence. Wow, those are fantastic tips. They all center around what you said early on, which was take time to communicate. Um, check with your advisors <laughs> to see what your options are within your contracts and then make sure you're you're communicating with people who maybe you're doing the job for with, with your employees. Make sure that they are uh, adhering to the uh, the social distancing, and uh, communicate any changes in writing so that you have something to go back to. Just fantastic tips, um, uh, my arts. You know, it's we've never been through anything quite like this before, and a lot of businesses are probably wondering what you know what the heck is next. What, what else is out there? Um, what can businesses be doing now to av- avoid future problems when unexpected things happen? Should they happen again? Um, that's also a very good question. Uh, one thing they have to look at is their insurance portfolio. I don't sell insurance, okay? So I'm just saying this because I want to help people. Insurance is there for unexpected circumstances. But what people don't understand is that um, <clears throat> there's a, a lot of exclusions in each and every policy you have. So most policies, general liability policies that are out there have an exclusion for virus-related issues or viral issues. These exclusions, mm. most of them were put in place because of the SARS and the MERS and the Ebola issues that came along a few years ago. So go back to your insurance broker and say, hey, I want you to look at my policy and I want you to look at the exclusions and set me up with a policy that would not have these types of exclusions. And, and, and with that, you know, you talk to an attorney who does a lot of insurance work and they can guide you on what provisions you should ask the, the broker to leave in or take out. Again, we go back to the contracts. Um, it, you know, I see a lot of business people, unfortunately, sign contracts without reading them. 
especially in the construction space, your subcontractor really wants to work with a very large general contractor. General contractor is going to send you sometimes uh, a, a contract that's up to 100 pages long. You're not going to sit there and read each and every provision of it. A lot of companies have a contract administrator, and they say, oh, yeah, it gets reviewed by them. Well, these administrators, they're usually not attorneys. Their focus is not the legal language of the contract, but it's usually they look at the scope of work. Oh, yeah, that's the scope that we coded. And then they look at the price. Oh, yeah, that's the correct price. And they say, okay, we're good to go. So when they are faced with situations, they get into trouble. They have provisions in the contract that go against them. And for those that are smaller and have and deal with smaller jobs or um, they're a general contractor and they deal with subcontractors, they should have their own contract that they give to the subcontractor to sign. And these contracts have to be drafted by someone who knows the industry, uh, particular industry that they're in to know what to put in there. They can't be one-sided, because if it's too one-sided, the courts will strike it down. But the contracts are really the backbone of any business relationship. And as soon as something goes wrong, you have to run into them and see what's going on. Now, a lot of times I have people that come to me and they go, well, this job is too big. I really don't want to... Um, let us go. I want to. I don't care about the language of the contract. In that case, I go. Okay, I'll review it. I'll highlight it, and I will tell you which provisions are minefields in the contract. Okay, so don't step on them, and have you guys make a chart of specific provisions. For example, a provision that says if you do not get your payment application in within three days of finishing a part of a job, you won't get paid for 90 days. I've seen those in contracts. Oh, my God, that's a big problem for a contractor. So with those, we just tell them, hey, look, make a chart, have days, send it to your people so you know what to avoid. Great, great tips, Mayar. It's it's always such a pleasure to talk with you, and I always wish – my interviews were longer. Um, unfortunately, we're running running short on time today, and I want to give you a chance to talk about your excellent website and um, what the best the best way for people to get in touch with you. I've, I look at your website, and it's just so full of great information, very clean, easy to navigate, a lot of great tips and ideas there. Um, tell our listeners how to find your website and um, and best way to get in touch with you. So they can go to occonstructionattorneys.com, and that sends them to our website. Anywhere, OC, short for Orange County, constructionattorneys.com. And one thing that I want to um, make sure they go on the blog section. We have been updating our website with blogs that are directly related to COVID-19. So on the blog pull-down menu, the last two weeks, we did what the Families First Corona Response Act, and we did another one uh, about the new CARE Act stimulus and what it means for you. We're going to have another one coming up on business interruption, and then one more on uh, the uh, various contracts 
provisions. So look for those if you want. There's a um, an email address there, Robin at gngattorneys.com as my assistant. You can send an email to her and ask to get on our email list, which comes out and you know lets you know that um, we've posted a blog. But take advantage of the free information there. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you joined us uh, today on short notice. It was wonderful. It was timely. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to uh, to share Thank these you. tips and ideas with our listeners. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful day, Bill. It's always great to be here. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 